Hi guys, it's Graham here from the podcast. Just before the podcast starts, I just want to let you know what we think. So we really appreciate every single listen that we get and we, we're doing our best. You never ever charge for anything. But we have signed up over at buymeacoffee.com forward slash EAW podcast. So there's no subscription. It's a one-time thing. You can do it at your leisure. But basically, if you want, you can gift us the price of a cup of coffee. So if you would buy us a cup of coffee, for, for listening to the podcast it's a way to do it now we would never no not a case we would never but we, we're trying our best never not demonetize but there is running costs obviously there's time there's one to help guys to give up a lot of their free time and stuff they get better mics and better quality stuff and have more time to put out better quality content now listen if you don't want to do that that is more than okay honestly we hope that you just keep enjoying the free content and and just supporting the podcast for your lessons because it really does help. We absolutely love doing it and we appreciate every lesson, every bit of feedback and everything going. So if you want, you'll find the link on our Twitter. It's pinned or on our link tree. It should be in there too. So it's www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash EAW podcast. Thank you and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Everton Army podcast. My name is John. I'm joined by Leandro and Paul. And we're just going to do a little weekly rundown of the news as well as a West Ham preview as well. So first of all, um, sad news of our chairman, Bill Kenwright, passing away the other day at the age of 78 uh, after battling some illnesses for some time now. Um, it's incredibly sad for the club. And, you know, all of us here want to send our condolences to his friends and family. Um, yeah, just sad all around. But... Boys, if anyone's got anything, you know, to, to say about this, you, you're more than welcome to. Um, Andrew, I know you feel like it's uh, it's it's very bittersweet, isn't it? You know, the certain things you can say what you want to say about is, is running of the club. But as a man, you can't, um, you know, argue with his devotion. No, not at all. And if any of us had his resources, I feel like he'd be hard pressed to argue that we wouldn't have done the same thing because mm. we I believe we all feel we love the club as much as he did he was just in a position to actually do something about it yeah um I respect his devotion his love uh the time that he spent trying to make things better I don't think he was the right guy for the job the results kind of speak for themselves on that front yeah. but I think that was kind of the fault of his virtue is that he loved the club so much that he conflated that passion and that commitment mm. as his ability to do the job the best that anyone could yeah. um so you know i think we all wanted him out of that role but certainly not like this so mm. yeah definitely condolences to his family to his kid yeah. um to everyone that knew him to kellen like prolific actor Mm -hmm. um saying he really owes bill kenwright for getting an early start on things so yeah. he had you know <laughs> the man was complicated uh mm -hmm. but he had his promoters and he had his attractors and you know it's sad to see anybody suffer through something like that regardless of how it affected the club yeah brawn pitch results yeah absolutely mate definitely um very sad day and, and there's a lot that knew him um in the theater world that he is you know he was well loved clearly um you know and and we didn't get to see that side of him um which is a shame but yeah you can't um you know say anything about his his love of the club i suppose but um yeah so again best wishes to his friends and family there 
Um, we'll just move on then to some other other news as well this week. So um, I suppose the other one was the, the rumours of a 12-point deduction um, that the Premier League want to impose on us for breaking one rule, I suppose. Um, so, Lee, I'll come to you first on this one, mate. 12-point deduction. Uh, well, they've tried the best, you know, for the last two seasons to relegate us with different decisions and, you know, things of that nature. But now it looks like they might get their wish if this happens. Um, well, if, if this happens to us, I completely agree with Jamie Carragher, which I don't normally say, because Man City will, will be playing in National League North. Yeah. That's the case, because they've got a hell of a lot of charges against us. Yeah. I don't think it'll happen. Mm. Um, I was watching a clip on Talksport, and Simon Jordan said, you know, Martin Keown challenged him on it, and he said there's no precedent for it. Yeah, when clubs go into administration, it's an automatic point deduction. Yeah, but I mean, we're not far off that to be fair, mm. but we're not there yet, so I yeah. can't see it happening. I think if anything, it'll be a suspended punishment, so they'll probably say a five or six point deduction suspended for two years, which means we obviously wouldn't be able to go gung ho and spend money. Mm. Especially because we're not bringing in anywhere near enough money at yeah. the minute commercially. So, I mean, it's worrying times, but I, I was interested in what um, the S put out today about these leaks coming out. This is all meant to be behind closed doors, confidential, mm. and nothing's meant to be coming out until after the hearing's finished. So, it could really throw everything out the window for the Premier League. Yeah. If if they're not meant to be saying stuff, leaking stuff to the press, and yeah. someone's clearly got hold of it because it spread around social media last night like wildfire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be, I don't think it's the end of it. I mean, well, it's clearly not, but I don't, I think this leaking out, I don't think you've heard the end of that. Because mm. if Everton have got any backbone and balls about them, they'll say, well, hang on, why is the Premier League's recommendation, recommended punishment Mm. Getting leaked to the press yeah. when it's not meant to. Mm. So, yeah. But we'll see. There's always, you know, we harp on, we harp on enough about like we never get the rub of the green. You know, punishment always comes down hard on us. We get yep. some of the worst decisions, referee and what has in the Premier League. So it wouldn't surprise me if they did go ahead with it. But at the same time, I can't see it happen. Yeah. Yeah, it it just seems strange, you know, we've uh, for the last 2 years or so, we've just followed the Premier League's rules. We've been under so much scrutiny with how what we can spend and how much we can spend and you know, they've been you know, scrupulous about every little detail they want to see all the receipts and everything and now they're saying, "Oh, you've broken a rule." Well, you've given us the advice over the last 2 years. How can we possibly, you know, break any rules? It it just seems backwards yeah. to me. Like Oh, now you want to be a grass? Well, we've just followed your advice for the last two years. It's yeah, it's it's strange, isn't it? Because you've obviously Leicester have Leicester have really like if they come well, they can actually still be punished by the Premier League, yeah. even though they're not in the Premier League. Yeah, they've um, they've broke financial rules if mm. going off their accounts, and obviously today it came out. Man United's latest accounts will come out, which puts them massively. Yeah. Over the hundred and five million threshold for three years. 
So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see. Obviously, they've um, charged us with one. They've charged City with countless. Yeah. So they've got to be consistent if if they're really serious about this FFP and or profit and sustainability, yeah. whatever one you want to call it. It's going to be very interesting if they, you know, charge these clubs as well. And I'm, I'm pretty sure there's going to be more clubs. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, I think my Consistency, United, you say? Yeah. <laughs> so, for instance, if, like, four nearly identical fouls were committed in the course of a match yeah. and one person was ejected from the game and the other wasn't, you're saying that would be weird? <laughs> Yep. Yeah, but that that's that is consistent, but it's consistently inconsistent. Yeah, consistent. So it, it's a fine line, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's fucking stupid. Nothing makes sense anymore in the world of football. Um, but Paul, you know, it's it's just madness, isn't it? You know, you get all these these six teams who want to break away and form their own league, and this, that, and the other, and teams breaking all kinds of rules, and it just seems like they want to desperately throw the book at us for whatever reason, and it seems unfortunate or disrespectful it's literally that was literally the day after our chairman died you know what i mean bill kenwright and now they're like okay well he's gone let's fucking just go at them just felt a bit strange to me at the timing of it 100 percent, mate and i think uh you know it all it is all to do and i do believe in all these things in terms of like everything was trending for a, a terrible reason and let's just kick them while they're down yeah i mean i firmly believe that and it's clicks isn't it so People mm. jump on it, comments, it's shared with everyone, probably across the globe and whatnot. And but you know what? When I sat down and read the article properly, obviously I know there's a, there's a few things, isn't there? So it, it's a maximum fine they're looking for, or yeah, a maximum penalty of twelve points, or a suspended fine, or suspended points deduction, and things like that. But I think I genuinely believe that they don't want to fuck this brand, John. They 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 do not want to mess this brand up. Yeah. The TV rights are worth too much money. I think, look at France at the moment. Can't sell the rights, can they? Literally. Yeah. Liga 1 can't, cannot sell their rights. Mm. It's a boring league. Yeah. It is. The thing is, with the Premier League, it's literally, you know, it's worth billions still. So they don't want to damage this league. They, they don't want to upset the big six and watch them, yeah. you know, look at breaking away again. Because that's, that's just the death of the Premier League, isn't it? And, yeah. you know, even if it is a, a separate Super League of, the top clubs in Europe, and then slowly they, they, they do completely move away. So they might throw the book at Everton. They, they might actually not on another hand because if they set a precedence with Everton, yep. and as Lee said, City have got a, whatever it is, over 100 potential charges, or they've been charged at over 100 offences, yep. then they do not want to lose these clubs. They, it comes down to pounds all the time, doesn't it? It comes down to money every yep. single time. Yep. They don't want to damage their reputation. They don't want to piss off these clubs mm. you don't want to lose them um so by doing us in even if they well you know we'll, we'll stomp everton out and all the others will follow suit then and they'll all fall in line that's not the case yeah that that's not the case it's too far gone with a lot of clubs and i know sort of there was that article wasn't there somebody put on, on whatsapp earlier about man united and things like that and you know but you look at their sort of their turnover it's quadruple ours isn't it and there's probably a lot more wriggle room for them to lose money and pay players like five, six hundred thousand pounds a week. Yeah. Um, you know, when we had Hammers and, and Wayne Rooney and people like that on a hundred grand plus, and literally we had to get rid of those players in the end because we were crippled. So yeah. 
Yeah, on one hand, it's our own fault. Two, frivolous spending, trying to keep up. Um, but I just don't see them wanting to damage their brand. And it's going to be a weird one. It's going to be interesting to see what happens, John. But yeah. I don't know. There's a few ways of looking at this. If they set the precedence with Everton, they're going to have to throw the book at one of the big boys soon. Yeah. It will come to that. And it'll be interesting to see what they do with them. Because yeah. they will not want to lose the, the big boys and, and the brand goes down the tubes. Yeah, that's it. Man City, I think it was over 100 counts of... Um, 114 yeah. charges or something, isn't it? Ridiculous, mate. Absolutely insanity. Um, and let's, let's not forget what they all said, all the hundreds said about the big six, you know, the slice six. It's um, If you punish the club, mm. you're punishing the fans, yep. and the fans have done nothing wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no one says that about Everton, do they? No. <laughs> Don't care, do they? Totally but it, it feels like um a lot of the media and especially ex-footballers themselves s- seem to have our back on this one. Usually the media are quick to jump on the bandwagon and a lot of ex-players are, um, if they've got an affiliation to it, another club, perhaps they'll, they'll pile it on as well. But it seems to be the way around this time. It's almost like, hang on a minute, you've gone one step too far here. Say what you want about them in, in the sun or whatever shit you want. But this is like, it's an actual club, and at the end of the day, if you want to do something like this, you're just making an example of yourself by being stupid, and you're going to punish Everton. But at the same time, it's like Jamie Carragher um, was spot on with what he said, and, and a, a few other players as well, Jonathan Walters, the ex-Stoke player, and, and a few others as well have, have all come out and, and jumped to our defence of this. So it feels for once you know, that the media kind of have our back on this one a little bit. Um, Lee, I don't know how you feel on that, mate. Do you, do you get the same feeling? Yeah, but I, I think it's also a it's also a way of them. Like Everton is still a big club. Yes, we're not we're not part of the Sly Six. But let's face it, and this is no offense to clubs that have come up. Offend the way If the league if the league's gonna lose teams the likes of Luton and Sheffield United mm-hmm. and Burnley and Bournemouth, then Everton are above them. In the state, in the status quo, we we make the Premier League more money than what they do. Yeah, particularly because our stadium is like, well, our stadium, even though ours is run down, it's four times bigger than Bournemouth's. Yeah, there's only a ten thousand seater. Yeah, you know, so the the protect you've got to protect their assets, and we are one of, apart from the big six and Newcastle now with their money. And yeah. Villa, we're one of the biggest assets they've got outside the big six. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's 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 scary to think about the situation that we would be in if this was enforced. Um, you know, and and as you said, they're Everton, such a historical club. It's like they're, you know, chipping away at their own, uh, dignity. I suppose. Andrew, do you want to t- chime in on this? Yeah, I don't, with the media thing about them not piling on, I'm maybe this is just my cynicism, but I feel like it's more pity than yeah. anything else. Yeah. Like kicking a three-legged stray dog. Like, uh, like what's that in Happy Gilmore when the bum is trying to like wash windows? He's like, leave <laughs> alone. He's just trying to make some money. Like, I feel like that's the media's position on us right now. Yeah, it really is. Just a pat on the head. Isn't it's it? just, just like they're going through a rough time. Just let them have this. They're fucked anyways. <laughs> yeah, it does feel like that, which is, again, it's fucking sad that we become such a pathetic entity. Um, it's fucking hell, this club, honestly. 
But um, apparently, according to certain journalists, there are still some interesting parties, even if this points deduction was to be enforced. Um, apparently, Mashiri is still got suitors that are coming you know, to the table with things. So it'll be interesting to see what the situation is with 777 and if that uh, points deduction goes through, should they walk away or whatever the case may be. But, you know, whatever the case, it, it looks like we're, we're going to be sold sooner or later um, to somebody, whether it is 777 or not. Um, John, just on that, mate, there was something okay. in the rounds on um, Twitter before that. If we get the 12-point deduction, uh, 777 get a revised deal at a lower purchase price. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There we go. That's fucking shocking. That's no, embarrassing. He needs, he needs to get on the phone. There was, um, there was an oligarch and asked for some of the best lawyers he can get. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... It's just the last time he did that, we ended up with fucking Rafa Benitez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. To be fair, yeah. Jesus. And I mean that literally. Mm-hmm. That is what actually happened. He yeah. called Usmanov. Usmanov called Abramovich, and they had a fucking Bond villain meeting on some yachts, and that's where we ended up. <laughs> yep, it's true. It is. It's so fucking sad. So, apparently, the the issues are surrounding tax uh, connected to loans to do with the new stadium, um, which is weird. I don't know Lee, if you you've heard anything more on that, um, but. If it's a tax issue, surely, you know, the government and HMRC would be coming down on us and not the Premier League themselves. Yeah, that it was um it was an article from the Telegraph, I think. Um I don't know who wrote it, but I don't think that is because I remember listening to Paul and even when the S was on the few go a few months ago. Yeah. The the stadium doesn't become part of of sustainability, yeah, basically until it's finished. So, like, say for instance, if Man United because their stadium, the fans of fuming with the state of their stadium, it hasn't yeah. been picked for the for the Euros, has it? I know. Um, if they were to like offered now, then that would go on their profit and sustainability because yeah. Everton are building a brand new stadium. Mm. It doesn't go on it. So, I I think that's. Even though I retweeted it because I was I was thinking, well, hang on, that can't be right. Mm. And then I quickly got told by a few people myself on Twitter that it can't be right because, you know, how many clubs have been wound up over unpaid tax to like of Wigan yeah. have had pointed up. Was mm. it Berry, Berry got, got wound up over it as well, didn't he? So, yeah, yeah. I don't think it is that. But I don't know, it's just, it's just, People trying to cause anxiety amongst the fan base. Yeah. Trying to split the fan base, I feel. Mm. Like, with stuff like that. I mean, I was guilty. I, I retweeted it. I put it in our chat and everything. <laughs> and I, so, it, it is what it is, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. You fall for it sometimes. Yeah. But, definitely, mate. No, it's, 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 it's just... Def- it's, go ahead. Yeah, it's just it is weird, isn't it? There's conflicting stories coming out, and you just don't know which one to believe. But as I said before, these should while this hearing's happening, this hearing's officially underway, mm. and should be getting wrote about it. Specifically, not like what the Premier League, mm. the Premier League want to hand down to us. Yeah, 
definitely. So should take a should take a while as well to to get to any decision. Um, the Man City one with over a hundred charges, they're going to take about ten years for that, which is fucking mental. Oh, mate, they, like, yeah, they'll have won another three or four Champions League by the time they go to court <laughs> over that, mate. Yeah, literally, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Um, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll just move on then. You think about it, our charges. Are, I was going to say our charges are from the twenty-one. And we're now into 23, 24. So it yeah. took them two years for one charge. Yeah. So it's 115 charges. Mm. Yeah. It's ridiculous, isn't it? it? It's mental. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All we can do is just sit here and go along for the ride. There's, there's, we've got no choice, have we? Um. Yeah. We'll just move on. Some some transfer rumours and and Amadou Anana has been linked with a move to Newcastle recently. Uh, we know about the ban to Tonali. Um. So. Uh, I mean, what am I doing on a 65 million, Andrew? Would you entertain it? If it meant Garner could play more centrally, more consistently, yes. Yeah. But yeah. I don't see that happening week in, week out with Sean Dyche. So, no, I would not. I think we wait and see how this season goes and see what we can come up with for a buyer and run it out. His contract is long enough that we're not going to lose him for free in the summer anyway, so hang on to him. Mm. Yep. Uh, Paul, what about yourself, mate? Would you uh, entertain 65 million? I'll give you some stats on Onana this season because he's been sensational for me, and this just backs it up. So he's first in tackles, first in possession wins, first in duels won, first in fouls won, first in progressive passes, first in shot-creating actions, whatever that means, first in big chances created, second in aerials won, second in passes in our squad. So he's clearly, you know, the standout performer for me this season and the stats back it up. But would you entertain 65 million or would you be asking for more? I think I'd be asking for more in this climate. Um, no, he's definitely stood up the last few matches. I don't think that can be denied. Um, I was still kind of in that, like, first year of Fellaini phase. Um, I think we've said that on previous pods or some of the lads have in terms of, you know, it was a little bit of a slow burner and wasn't quite sure if he looked the real deal and things like that. And he, again, he's a young lad and he's still fine to see. But, no, the last two, three games, I've, I've been really impressed with him. He, he stood up um, and he, he really has put a shift in, um, getting himself around the pitch. Um, so, yeah, I think in this current climate, if, if somebody wants him, then I, I do think, you know, 70 to 80 million is probably a, a more realistic figure. Yeah. Um, if you're asking me, would I want to see him go? Mm. I wouldn't say I'd be heartbroken if he went. Um, I'm just worried about who'd come in. That that's 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 what that's the problem I've got with our club at the moment. It's it's who comes in after, and yeah. and then unfortunately we've got the financials behind it as well. Mm. Yeah. Who can we be able to afford to attract? Who can we bring in? Uh, the scouting team got people lined up. Mm. You know. Still a little bit of a question mark with Dalwell and stuff like that. So the worry for me is, is if we do sell him because needs must, we might need the money. Um, it's who comes in after a mate, and that that's my biggest worry. So I'd rather see him stay for that reason. But if I'm honest, mate, if he went out the door for good money, I um I wouldn't be crying into me pillow overnight, mate. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's. It's just as we, I mean, we last season, especially and, and towards the end of last season, I was screaming for him to 
to be more, to be the standout performer because he's got that character and personality. Now it looks like he's coming into a, into his own and we're all getting to you know enjoy him finally. And then looks like he's going to be sold or it could be sold. So it's just depressing. It's the same old cycle with Everton, isn't it? You know, we, we hate to play when he first joins. We think he's shite and then he actually gets used to the club and all the shite that's going on within the club and then he starts performing well and then he gets sold. It is what it is. Lee, what's your thoughts on this, mate? Would you, what kind of figure would you be looking for? Um, I'd definitely be pushing for more towards AC, but just to flip what you have been saying, that's what we need to be self-sufficient by yeah. a player. Yet we, yet we spent a lot of money on him for his age and the amount of games he played. Mm. But if he's gone next summer and we've doubled the money that we paid for him, that's good business. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, you know, look at how many players that have gone for free that we've spent over 20 million. Walcott, yep. Tucson, Sigurdsson, there's yep. just two, Yeri Mina. Mm. There's countless amounts of Gomez is probably going to go for nothing in the summer okay. when his contract's out. Yeah. And it finally looked like after seven years of fucking throwing shit at the wall, as Graham would say, that something's actually fucking stuck for once. Mm. And would I be disappointed? Obviously, he's the type of player you want to build the squad around. Yeah. But if someone comes in and offers 70, 80 million, and you did only pay 35, it, it's it's the, a way at the minute with our commercial revenue or lack of, mm. it's a way we can make money. So would I be disappointed if he went? Yeah, but at the same time, that's what we need this football club to be because at the minute, commercially, we're not pulling in money yeah. to be going spending 100 mil on players. Yeah. So the best next best way to do it Sell players from the academy and buy players and make a profit on them. Yeah, yeah. So it all makes sense when you put it like that. Um, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong; it, it is annoying because it's it's not as bad as Lukaku because we were we were a lot better when we had Lukaku. Yeah, but it's got that air about it, like we finally found someone who's good enough to be in the squad mm-hmm. and propel us further up the league. Yeah, like Lukaku was. But you know, if you don't reach where he wants to reach, then yeah. he's going. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, and that's what that's down to the club now. Within the next, you know, twelve to eighteen months, mm. to try and get Everton where he wants, where he wants to be as a player. Yeah. And if we can't, and we make a good bit of profit on him, good luck to him. Yeah, definitely. When I mean, you know, on paper, when you look at it like that, it makes complete sense. Uh, my problem is, mm. oh, my worry is. The, the fee that we'd get for him would hardly make a dent in the shit that we're in, you know what I mean, with with the debt and all that, and where would it go as well, like, this is the worry, so, and then obviously you've got to try and find a replacement, so is it worth just keeping hold of him and just trying to enjoy him instead of always trying to sell our assets at the first offer, you know what I mean, so it's it's like, we're already in a mess, we're still going to be in a mess if he goes, because I don't know where that money's going to go, so we might as well just enjoy him while he's here and just keep him for another year, maybe. Well, again, no, that depends on where the club are at. Mm. Like, I don't like we haven't lost major money over the last couple of years because we've not spent any fucking money. Yeah. <laughs> so on that, in that sense, we're like profit and sustainability. Yeah. 
we're almost at a point now where we could go and spend a bit more in the next year or so. Yeah. Not a lot, but it's it's all about that commercial revenue. Yeah. And with the new stadium, looking next 12, 13 months being built and us moving in there, that's going to boost our revenue as well. So yeah. it just depends where we're at. But like, yeah. well, well, we went this summer for 22 million because we couldn't take the chance. Yeah. Mm. I mean, how the fuck we got 22 million for them with a year left on those contracts? Like, but talk about good business, yeah. That's yeah. Not... But, uh, yeah, it's it's a shame, you know, it's it's just a, a younger lad that we, because of his personality and, and the way he is, um, you know, we've got we always seem to get attached to these players and then they leave. It's, it's just the nature of Everton, isn't it? We've been used to it all our lives and it's not going to change anytime soon. But that's the thing, John, and it? It, it, there's an inevitability, mate, like Brantwaite now. Yeah. You know, it's inevitable, isn't it? If we're, all, if we're all honest, as we go around each other, what's the point getting you, like getting hung up on a player? Do you know what mm. I mean? It, you'd say to a kid now, don't bother getting a name on your shirt, lad, because look, they'll probably get off. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> you get hung up on it. You, you think back to our favorite players. I, I can't really give you a favorite player now. I know I'm in my 40s and you don't really, but you, you have a bit of a soft spot for players. But yeah, I think as I've got older, I thought, like, don't get hung up on these ones now. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a shame if he goes, but my biggest worry now is is literally thinking ahead to who the hell will he bring in. That, mm. that That's the biggest problem, and that's where hopefully, if we get a decent scouting network, if Seven 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 do come in and they proclaim to have this sort of like specialized scouting network. Yeah. Um, you know, we're gonna bring players in from places like Belgium and stuff like that and unearth a couple of gems. I'm all for that Brighton model, mm. but it's sort of like um we're hanging on for one or two players being worth 70 to 80 mil to yeah. keep us afloat. That that's the problem for me, mate. It's not like we're sort of looking at the next one. We're looking at an now and now we get 70 mil for him. Oh, we're all right for the season. Yeah. The season after that, we'll sell Brantwaite for 80. Mm. And we'll be all right for the one more season after that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, mate? And so it's like, it is like payday loans every year, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> boring, isn't it? You know yeah, what I mean? Sad, you know, there's one player who's probably a safe bet to get a sh- um, on the back of the shirt. So I mean, Ashley Young, probably. No, Michael Keane, because that comes going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to God. It's uh, awful how long he's been here as well. It's sad. I can't believe I've just said that. Shocking. Uh, by the way, if anyone does get Michael Keane on the back of his shirt, please get your head tested, honestly. This is, you know, it's like an AA meeting for those lads doing this, but honestly, we're not that bad. So please, come on, just. Uh, and if you do get it on your back of your shirt, don't admit it. Either way. Anyway, yeah, keep the jacket on. Yeah, <laughs> um, Abdullah Decore looks like he's set to sign an extension, um, until June 2025 with the option for June 2026 as well. Uh, deal is in the final stages, apparently. So, um, Paul, I'll come to you, mate. Are you happy with this extension? Do you know what, mate? It just makes sense a little bit, doesn't it? I think, um, rather than I mean, I know, is he 30, 31 now? Um, should have looked at that before. But um, he's, he's entering his 30s, isn't he? So I think he does a job and I think he's had a, a good start to the season. So I can see the sense behind it. But uh, to be honest, I think Lee touched on it in WhatsApp before. You know, 
as long as it's on a reduced salary because he can't be on 120 a week for the next three years. Yeah, it makes no sense. And then he goes for nothing or whatever when he's 33, 34. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense for me. Um, and that's stopping a potential kid coming through, isn't it? If you've got someone who's going to be sitting there on humongous wages, um, unless we get a fee for him in the next couple of years, but I highly doubt that. Um, yeah. but at this moment in time, mate, I think it makes sense. So yeah, I'm I'm happy with that as long as his contacts. Uh, I doubt it is, but if it's on reduced terms, brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's doing a job, and, and I'm happy with him. Um, if you sort his passing out a bit, he'd be great. What's a nice sound, yeah. Um. So he's he's thirty. He's thirty-one on January the first. Um, and we bought him for twenty-two million. So, I mean, at the at the moment he's doing good, and he's he seems to have found a nice bit of form. My worry is if if Dice gets sacked or whatever. What happens to him? Because we're just going to be stuck with him, you know. When we're talking at him, like like he's some dead wood, you know what I mean? Like like we have done in the past. Um, Lee, what's your thoughts on Decore, mate? Um, I think if you asked this time last year, we were getting beat. What was it four one and three 0 by Bournemouth? Yeah, I think every like ninety nine point nine percent of Evertonians would have said they don't want to see him in an Everton shirt. Yeah. Then you go yep. back to them pictures at City on New Year's Day, yep. sitting on the ball. So I think it's a credit to him that I think that there'd have been a massive shift if you ask every Evertonian, does he deserve a new contract? I think a lot of people would say, yeah. So that's a credit to him and Dice for obviously putting them back on the team and getting the best out of them. Um, a year, I mean, he's he's got what? Well, he's only he only had six months left on his contract. So he's got 18 months with the option of another year. So you could get some money back on him, not the money we spent on him, if it doesn't work out. But um, I'm not too displeased about it because he has been he's been one of our better players yeah. this season. And let's face it, his goal saved us last season. Hmm. So yeah. Well, been... as I said in the chat, I hope it's on reduced terms because. We can't keep giving these players fucking over a hundred k a week. Yeah, and I I genuinely can't see him being on a reduced fee for an extension. Otherwise, he'd leave. Like Andrew, I don't know how you feel on this. I'm gonna be the uh, opposition here. I'm not for it. I think this is classic Everton to extend because they had a bit of form and not taking anything away from him. He's absolutely right. That goal kept us up. Yeah, but he's thirty. He's yep. not, I very much doubt, like you said, that he's going to be on reduced wages. Mm-hmm. This is now classic, like retirement FC is like, okay, well, I've got three, four years. I can comfortably retire. There'll be no expectations. I can sit on the bench and chill like fucking Jenk Tosin. Yep. No problem. I'm not saying he's going to fall off like that. I hope he doesn't. I mean, that yep. would be the dream is we made a, a savvy decision and he's, you know, still in his prime, but I just don't see that happening. And he's kind of inconsistent. I, I could see this going exactly the way it did with Iwobi, where Frank got a great six months out of him and then fell off a goddamn cliff. And yeah. Decor, I don't know, it's like when you said earlier that Onana led in aerials. Like, really? Yeah. Like, on paper, he should, but that's like telling me Decor led in pass completion. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just, just, I don't buy that that's uh, something we can count on, you know, for months at a time. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and he's not going to get grabbed by Saudi. Like, there's not going to be anybody coming in like that with demand for him. So, 
Yeah. I just, I don't see it. Um, a one-year extension maybe because he and Dice seem to be gelling to some degree. But if you look at the last match, he was absent. He didn't do shit against Liverpool. Yeah, he was very quiet, actually. It, um, I, I thought he would have taken him off at some point. Um, but yeah, it's it's a strange one, really, because before Dice, he was crap. I mean, obviously, he scored that goal last season and very grateful for that, but we shouldn't... It's a strange one. Like, Decore, for me, as you say, Andrew, is, will he get complacent? Will he just sit back and be like, OK, well, I've got it. I don't have to do anything. I'm set now for the next couple of years because maybe he's been playing well because he's been after this extension. And now it's like, OK, well, it's there now. So I've achieved my goal. I can do whatever I want now. So um, it's a strange one. It really is. But again, he's a good player for me. I do like him. He works hard. He's chipped in with some important goals. I don't know where he fits into the team at the moment, unless it is in that number 10 spot behind the striker. I don't think he's getting back into midfield with uh, James Garner playing the way he is and Onana being the way he is as well. Um, but as he ages, if his pace goes, which is generally what happens to people as they get older, with weird exceptions like Baines and Coleman just kept their pace forever. Hmm. But if he loses that pace, what does he really offer like on the regular without that engine? I just, I, I don't think, you know, okay, he could bang in a volley, you know, once every few weeks, maybe, but I, I don't see that happening. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, just bounce off his shins and go in top in. That's all we can hope for, really. Um, yeah, we'll just have a little uh, look at West Ham. Um, a game on Sunday. I think it's one o'clock kickoff on Sunday. Yeah. Another away game. Um, we need some points because otherwise... We're going to be back down the bottom there. Uh, Lee, how do you feel like we're going to we're going to set up against West Ham? It's just going to be another counter-attacking performance, I suppose, isn't it? Obviously, without Ashley Young this time, the fucking idiot. Yeah, and to be fair, it's worked. You know, yeah. it worked against Villa, worked against Brentford, worked against Brighton last season. Um, and I can't see Dice moving away from that because... Well, he hasn't done the press conference yet, but obviously no, no news, any fresh injuries or anything. And obviously we know Ashley Young's suspended. So you'd fully expect Patterson to come in. Um, so I don't, I just basically expect the one change and I think he'll set up very similar to the way we have done for most of the games this season. Um, I, I'm actually feeling quite confident. And Probably West Ham, I think West Ham, I'm right in saying, is our best ground to go to in a way, in terms of away Premier League teams. We've got, like, we've taken more points away from home against them than any other Premier League team that we've played against. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm quietly confident. Plus, they've just been beaten tonight by Olympiacos. They're coming, travelling back from Greece. And you know, we used to know what that felt like traveling back from Europe and playing a game on a Sunday. It's in a long distant memory now, like, but it can be difficult sometimes. I think Dice will have them right off for it. So hopefully come away with three points and drags us a bit closer to that. Yeah. What, 52 points we might need if we get a 12 point deduction? <laughs> Jesus. So... <laughs> 
Yeah, it's just, it's fucking depressing. Uh, see, this is the thing. Like, you want to look at the games and be like, okay, this is an important game. We'll get ready. We'll prepare. We'll get the nice three points, and then fucking stuff like that happens. Embarrassing. Um, Andrew, what's your thoughts on West Ham game, mate? Do you see us uh, getting anything there? I think setting up a counterattacking side against David Moyes is going to lead to no one kicking off because they refuse to. <laughs> the ball's just going to sit there. And they're going to be like, no. Yeah. It's like Sabuti. Absolutely not. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we're going to get fucked by a set piece because King will be on <laughs> for reasons unknown. Yeah. Just by default. Fourth out of the out of five to him. Mm. Yeah. It's going to happen at some point, and you know, it's see, this is how can you be optimistic as an Evertonian? It's if it's fucking impossible. I've tried the last few weeks. I have, I really have. But honestly, it's testing me. It really is. But um, no, Paul, what's your thoughts, mate? And um, what's the lineup that you would go for then? Would you continue with James Garner in um, in centre midfield? I would, mate. But uh, I think Andy nailed it there, mate. James Ward Prowse scares the living daylights out of me. Um. Yeah, them set pieces, mate. Honestly, or a free kick in and around, it's 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 nailed on, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Um, and I, I hate being, I, I genuinely hate being negative. I do, but it ties. You know, I've read a little weird stat I've got here before. So yeah. West Ham have won four of the last six Premier League games against Everton, which yeah. is more than they had in their previous twenty-four, which was won three, drawn seven, lost fourteen, which just shows how far we've dropped. Yeah. And they've risen in the league, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's like it's night and day. So literally, in the last six, it was in terms of us going there. Yeah, I think we've had a couple of good results, but God, gotta give them the jib. I think they've invested quite well. Um, got some good players, and yeah, I think uh, keeping the same team is certainly what I'd do if we can. Um, apart from Young, so a straight in for Patterson. Yeah. So it would be the same team um, from Bournemouth by Young and Patterson in. Um, so I'd stick with James Garner in the middle um, with Onana. The Corey just behind DCL. Mm. Um, Harrison, uh, definitely keep in there. Um, I think obviously Brantwaite, Tarkovsky. Uh, definitely keep Michalenko in there if he's... Obviously there's no sort of injuries or anything. He was brilliant against Salah, wasn't he? Absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, until he wasn't on the pitch, um, for some strange reason. And, um, you know, it's like McNeil, which again ran his ass out. So I just can't see us changing the lineup. It's it, gotta go, gotta go for it, I think. Um, but yeah, I'm and I'm apprehensive like I am every game at the moment, mate. So, yeah, um, you can just see where their quality comes in. And if we're not on it from the, from the first whistle. It worries me in terms of who then actually grabs the game. I just scruff of the neck, and that's where they've got that bit of quality with Paqueta coming through, James Ward-Prowse, Jared mm. Bowen's on it. He's quite rapid, isn't he? Um, the only area that's slightly weakened, I think, is up front, because I, I don't think Antonio's really a striker. Um, I was listening to a couple of West Ham pods before, and they're still moaning about their lack of a striker, because Antonio yeah. seems to drift wide, and... You don't really have people coming through the middle. So that's probably one area that we that might be a little bit weakened. Um yeah. but other than that, mate, yeah, I think uh, seeing that how the first 10, 15 minutes pan out, that, that'll be the uh, how the game's set up then, I think. So yeah, I just hope we're at it and we go for it, mate. Because I, I definitely think there's three points there if we want it. 
yeah yeah definitely um we've got, just got to be brave i think and dice has got to be brave in his in his substitutions and like some of the decisions he made in the derby were just weird gladly there's another staff for you just the best Paul's little bubble of optimism Mm. Um, James Ward Nelson one free kick away from equal and David Beckham's Premier League record. Okay, now upstep Everton. Yeah, Pickford sucks at long range free kick defense. Like, they, if there is any fault I could lay on Pickford besides mm. like uh, claiming crosses, yep. that is it. He always gives them the entire goal on the wrong side. They're like, oh shit, what happened? Yeah. Also, listeners, and when you've got, got zoom, someone but... like Ward Prowse as well. Yeah, Linko over here was losing his goddamn mind when Paul talked about me. <laughs> yeah, you, um, you blue and yellow pom poms there flying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, as I say, I've, you know, I've liked him since we first signed him, mm. um, because he is a defender. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's Everton's job mm. to get obviously to improve him as a player going forward, but to get players in front of him so he doesn't have to go forward as much. Yeah. At the end of the day, he's a, he's a left-back. You know, he, he keeps Zinchenko out of the Ukraine team. And I know Zinchenko plays a lot in midfield for City and for Arsenal now, but the lad keeps him. He plays in midfield, Zinchenko, when he plays for Ukraine because mm-hmm. they, they obviously feel they've got a way of in the ranks. So, yeah, hmm. yeah no. I mean, don't get me wrong, he does need to improve massively going forward. Hmm. No denying that, but you know, I think that's five or six times on the run now he's played Liverpool, yeah, and he's kept Salah relatively quiet. Hmm. And not many fullbacks in world football, let alone in the Premier League, can say that they've done that consistent yeah. basis, yeah, definitely. So, definitely. Um, I'm just looking at West Ham's squad here. Uh, so Alvarez is, is a good player in the midfield for me. Um, I, I quite like him. But the the, the defence, like Kufal or Sufal, however you want to pronounce it, I, I don't see him as being a huge problem. I know he's defensively sound, but I feel like he can get at him. He's got no pace. Um, so maybe I know Dan Juma hasn't played a lot recently because he's apparently fallen out with Dice for whatever reason, but maybe Dan Juma can can do something on the counter-attack in such a big pitch like that. Um, Suchek, fucking big drip. I don't really like him. Antonio, big 50p head. I, there's nothing there on paper that you look at, like, scares you, apart from Ward Prox's set pieces. But you just know that they've got something spawny going on in the squad, that they'll just do something to Everton. It's just a weird uh, thing. And, and it's a moist side, isn't it? You know it, you know what he's like. He's And if there's, as Andrew said, you know, if both teams set up, to be defensively solid, Moyes is going to come out on top for that because he's proved that he can get Sylvan Distan playing like prime Thiago Silva. Dice can't, do you know what I mean? So it's, it's it's just going to come down. It's going to be a very narrow game. Here's me, and then it'll just be fucking three three or whatever. But you know, um, hopefully, Kurt Zuma. I don't I don't um, think he's the greatest of players. I didn't really like him when he was here on loan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for that reason as well. Um, so no, I, I just feel like he's a. We can get at them a little bit. Um, it, it's it's going to be a tough game, no doubt. Um, but yeah, boys, that's the news. Is anyone want to add anything else before we before we leave it there? 
No, yeah, see, there we go. Everton just bores the life out of you. We're all done. Go to bed. You know what I mean? So, Andrew, Paul, Lee, thank you so much for your time, boys. And as always, we'll catch you in the next one. Evan, are we? Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Everton Army podcast. If you like what you've heard, then please share it with your blue friends and family. And don't forget to rate, subscribe and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help us out as we build this thing up. You can always catch us on Twitter by searching for at EAW Podcast. And if you have anything else you'd like to discuss, you can reach us via email at EAWPodcast at gmail.com.